Perspective on Business podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Laura. We are sisters and business partners. As we also run a recruitment business with a twist together. Wonderful. So, Lars, what can you expect from our show? So much stuff, Em. Advice, tips and wisdom on business and recruitment with some life hacks thrown in for good measure and a lot of laughs. Oh, yeah. We hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome back to A Fresh Perspective on Business Podcast. I'm Laura Leyland, Managing Director of Fresh Perspective Resourcing. We're a recruitment business with a twist for those of you that don't know. And here today I have a very special guest co-host. I have Cheryl Ashcroft from Bolton. Yay! Hi everyone. Hey Cheryl, how are you today? Yes, I'm very good, thank you. Feeling the vibes, I've got curly hair. You do have curly hair. You said something to me before about losing a sheep and I had no idea what you were talking about. It's because I look like little ball peep, but we're no sheep. Where is, where is your sheep? I don't know. Maybe Katie's gatekeeping them somewhere. <laughs> She's hidden it. We got, we're not got sheeps in the office. We've got pugs though. We have. We've got three, <laughs> three pugs today. We do, yeah, well, and there's a bit of an issue going on with the pugs in the office at the moment, isn't there? Oh, yeah, the bed situation. <laughs> Normally, Louis, um, he's the, he's top dog at the moment because he's the one that I've had the longest. He comes with me every day and he has a little bed that he sleeps in. But I've been bringing Penny and Bruce because they've been, over Christmas they got used to having us around, so I'm just trying to wean them off coming with me every day. But they're, at the moment, they are, I feel like they might be ganging up on Louis and they pushing are. him out of his bed. They are, they're being like them younger siblings that you just want to poke in eye and tell them get lost. But yeah, it's not fair on little Lou. So they keep they keep pushing him out of his own bed. Oh, this is very sad. And he, he's just sat there stirring. With like, his chin on it. Yeah. And he can't even fit his full body into it and he's, he's hanging off the bed. <laughs> so I brought in a second bed from home. I do feel like I need to purchase one. But hopefully we fix the problem today. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. And what else have we been up to, Cheryl? Oh my God, we've been up to so much. But the best thing that we have been up to is Laura's birthday party. Yay! Oh, it was so good. Running up to the party when I was organising it, um, I was thinking, oh, why have I done this? It's too much like hard work. Can't be bothered. I really wanted to cancel it. Oh no, I know. why? I don't know, because it just felt like really hard work. And I think in my mind, I wanted someone to organise it for me. A party planner. Yeah, or just someone that would organise. I feel like you shouldn't, I don't know, I feel like I just felt like I shouldn't have had to organise my own force here. Yeah, but I think the thing is, when it's a, then a surprise party, you then want to have input in it. Oh, yeah, I don't want, didn't want it to be a surprise. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Just wanted someone to, but you did a fantastic job, I'm not going to lie. You know what, I am good at throwing a party. You are, you are. If, if, any, if your birthday this year was anything to go by, I cannot wait for the freshies <laughs> because I think I had 12 porn star martinis, I had two glasses of Prosecco, I was on the dance floor giving it what for and... I don't think I stopped. No, it was good. We, it was like a mini freshies. It was, it was. Um, and it, it was packed as well, the amount of people that turned up. I could just about do a bit of a twerk with how many people were on that dance floor. Oh, excellent. This yeah. is very good. It is. We had confetti cannons and gold streamers. There was a bit of a gold theme. I had a cake. People sang to me. I got presents and danced the night away. Um, so much so that the day after, the toes on my left foot were numb. I've still got blisters. Still got them. It's a sign of a good night, that, though. It is. If your feet are not sore, you've not danced enough. No. I also... Um, 
actually, real, this is true story, gave myself whiplash. What do you mean? You know, like, have you ever been in a car accident and then your neck hurts? Lucky enough, I've never been in a car well, like, accident. Because of, like, the impact. When you're, like, thrown forward. Right. So that your neck muscles are suddenly, like, strained. Yeah, but who and threw you forward? Well, myself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dancing to Proud Mary. Oh, my God, yeah. The I rolling. Oh. Yeah, so, I'm like, the day after, I'm like, what is going on? And then the day after the day after... I, I was like, oh my God, I feel like I've been in a car accident. Yeah, it is normally too. It's like when you go to the gym, it's the second day where it hurts the most. <laughs> so I went for my sports massage yesterday. I was like, he's like, oh, your shoulders and your neck is tight. I'm like, I know. He went, what have you been doing? I'm like, um, dancing. <laughs> <laughs> that, that just shows how much of a good time you was having. Well, I had to go to town with Tina Turner because I had a Tina Turner dress on. You did have a Tina Turner so. dress on, yeah. And you you did her proud. You did Tina, you did proud Murray proud. You did them all proud. Thanks, babe. I remember <laughs> when you came over to me, you was you were just dancing on the dance floor and you went, Cheryl, look at me shiny toes. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, glittery toes, <laughs> glittery toes and nails. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And they just, everything was colour-coordinated with you that evening. And I don't even think you tried. I don't think I'd properly planned it that way. It just kind of ended up gold-themed. Yeah, but you you are gold. You went for gold. You got <laughs> We should have called this podcast gold. Gold. Always, Always believe in your soul. You got the power to know you're indestructible. Always believe in you are gold. Oh, I quite enjoyed it. We should call it gold. Yeah. Do you know <laughs> what? That song, when I went to... Um, I went to, oh, what's it called? An acting place um, where they do like acting training and stuff like that, dancing, performing arts, that's the word. I went to a, I did my two weeks work experience. Every day they did gold you, you to, to warm you up. All right, okay. Every single day. So that's the only reason I probably know the words. Okay, well, this is good. Uh, but we've made reference to the freshies um, when we talk about my party. So if you don't know what they are, because it might be the first podcast of ours you've listened to. Or you they, live under a rock. <laughs> yes, yes. Or a bridge. Um, but they are our very own charity business awards called the freshies that we host every year. They are on the 21st of June this year in Blackburn Cathedral. Last year we raised £16,000 for charity because all profits go to charity. And this year we're hoping to raise over twenty thousand so if you want to come buy a ticket be a sponsor be a judge then message vicky taylor on linkedin yeah she loves your messages so send as many as you <laughs> want or that you can but yeah so what do you get with sponsorship laura because um i know with the trophies you get like people's names company names on the trophies and then well that's it so you can sponsor a category you have your logo on it um and then your logo is on the screen on the night and it's, it's read out so the best business award sponsored by charlie council for example um you're included in podcasts and blog posts social media posts um, and you can uh, sponsor the event the awards um drinks food, food drinks entertainment there's loads of different ways that you can get involved and you can sponsor as little or as much as you want yeah great so we best say what this podcast episode is about. Tony usually does this part. So that's why we're, we're like seven minutes in and we've not told you what it's about. Uh, but today's episode is about how to stand out as a candidate, a job hunter, a job seeker to secure that job. So we've done 
I think we've done podcasts before on writing your CV and interviewing, but we're kind of going to combine it all together as much as we can in like 30 minutes or so. Because <laughs> um, it's a... It's crazy out there at the moment. It's January 24, if you're listening in the future. And there's so many opportunities out there at the moment, but so Lords. which is fantastic, but there's also a lot of good candidates looking. So you need to stand out and shine like a diamond so that you're the ones that get picked for the jobs. Great. So it is podcast number 179, which in Spanish is episodio número 179. Get in. Get in, bingo, she did it. Best part of the podcast every single week. <laughs> Thank you very much. You're welcome. So, Cher, oh, actually, I wanted to talk to you about what you've been watching on Netflix recently. I feel like this is a public services podcast. It is. We give advice and tips and make people laugh. We need to let them know about things that they should watch and listen to, aside yes. from this podcast. Oh, well, this podcast and our YouTube is channel. the main thing. YouTube, and TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> There's just so many fresh products. <laughs> so, um, I have been watching a program called Fool Me Once. Have you watched it? Mm. Oh, my God. Um, I, I couldn't stop watching I think I binge watched it in about three days. Oh, yeah, me too. I think I did it in, um, I think I watched one episode one day and then split it between two as well. But, oh, it's got Michelle Keegan in it. I love Michelle Keegan. I feel like she's so down to earth. She's on a level, but then she's a fantastic actress as well. And she films a lot of stuff in Bolton. Does she? Yeah. So my mum lives in West Orton. It's kind of like a community centre facing my mum's front room window. And she had a massive filming crew there. Michelle Keegan was there. There was uh, the guy who was in... Oh, I can't remember what the programme was. Is it This Is England or something like that it was? Um, yeah. So was that, um, what's he called? Joe Gilligan. Yes. Is that so, what you mean? I think so. He's either tall guy. He kind of looks a bit bit. A bit he was in Brassic. I've never watched Brassic. Loads of people have told me I need to watch it. They're both in Brassic. Are they? Yeah. Right. Well, um, so, yeah, so they were doing all filming there outside my mum's. Me and my mum were hanging out at window having a read good notes, <laughs> seeing what was going on. So, yeah, they blocked the streets off and everything so people couldn't get round. But Aww. we could see. We have oh, front excellent. row seats. Excellent. But, yeah, that programme, so it's by an author. Can't remember his name or her name. But Which made, programme? Fool me once. All oh, right, okay. I wasn't sure if we were still on this. No, thing. no, I've, I've gone back. I've gone back. <laughs> but, um, and it's kind of like, um, it's it's like murder mystery. Would you say I'm right with that? A little bit, like who done it? Who done it? Yes, who done it? So I love reading books like that. I've got the author if oh. you want it, Harlan Coburn. Brilliant. So, um, and. Yeah, so Michelle's basically in the army, uh, people get killed, but then there's a mad twist at the end, and I don't know about you, but I was not expecting that twist. Me neither, but then when I was talking to someone, like, actually, do you know what, now you know it, and you look through, like, there are clues. There are. But... Yeah, I enjoy, I enjoy twists. When I'm yeah. reading books and listening to audiobooks, I like thrillers with a twist. Yes, so I like do to be I. shocked. That's why I like James Patterson as well, because I feel like he does some fantastic twists in his stories. But yeah, there's a um, series on Netflix that are made by the Harlem person. Um, one's called The Stranger. That's really good. You need to watch that. Right, okay. I'll That's watch got the that. same guy in it. Yes. 
I've seen that. So he's got Michelle. It's hard husband. to not give too much away. I do apologise if I have given anything away. I but don't you, think we have. But you definitely need to watch it. Yeah, so just put his name in on Netflix. What were we called again? Harlan Coburn. Harlan Coburn. I'll probably forget that in five minutes. But it's a good job it's recorded because you can put his name in on Netflix and it'll come up with everything that's been made and there's quite a few on there. I'll go and buy his Excellent. book. Excellent. Yes. So there you go. If you don't know about it, now you do and you are welcome. Yes. Um, what welcome. else have we been up to? We've been running ofs because we're doing <sighs> a marathon. Not sure people know about this. We never mention it. Never. <laughs> Not come up once. But yeah. So I'm doing, me and Vicky are doing the... Uh, Manchester Marathon, I'm going to say it's the 14th, or is it the 10th? It's either the 14th or the 15th. Okay, so it's the 14th, I think. Yes, it is. It is the 14th. Oh my God, I'm right for once. Um, So the 14th, and then you and Tony, Laura and Tony, are doing the London Marathon the week after, which is the 24th. First. Oh my god, my calculations are correct. So you're doing the London Marathon. But um yeah, so I've uh, got the just giving page, just waiting for it to, to go live. Oh, for for both Manchester and London or just Manchester? So Manchester so far, I need to have a look into the London one because I know like it's two separate events. So I'm getting the Manchester one set up and um, looking into the London one. So we're doing it for the Manchester Foundation Okay, for the first one. Uh, Excellent. So yeah, so we can start getting the link out. So if anybody wants to um, sponsor us and help us raise money for charity for the marathon and support us, then please, please, do message Cheryl on uh, LinkedIn if you want the, the link to to donate and sponsor it. It's their very first marathon, so they need as much support as possible. Me and Tony will be running parts of it with them, I think, just to keep our legs turning over ready for London. Um, so yeah, we would appreciate any support that anyone give us, even if everyone that listens donated one pound. Yeah, that would be amazing. Well, it would be, yeah, because if 200 people donate a pound, that's 200 pounds. Do you know what? That is some good maths, that, that Cheryl. Honestly, if it was two pounds, it'd be 400 pounds. Wow. Oh, you my like God. Carol Vorderman. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Countdown. Do, 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 oh. do, boo. Whilst we're talking about running, yeah. we did a good deed, didn't we? Oh, my God, we did. <laughs> just, I've just, just flown into my head. Oh, they, they always do. It always just comes to you, Laura. Always. But yeah, me and Laura went on, what did we do? 12K? Were it 12K run? It was, weren't it? Yeah, it felt like more, but yeah, it, it felt was like only 12. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we went on a run, uh, just having a good chinwag, running up the road. And as we ran past this van, the door was wide open, the side door, weren't it? Yeah, it was all bent up. Yeah, and then you had like a little bit of a nausea in, and there's like a basket, but with nothing. No, it looked in. it looked like it could have had things in it, and they may have been stolen. Yes, so we was like, we, we've got we've got to notify someone. What if they don't know about it? So how many residential homes did we knock on free, and not one of them answered? What was it? What day was it? The Saturday after? No, it was in between Christmas and New Year. It was New Year's Eve Eve. Yeah, New Year's Eve Eve. Yeah, yeah. So nobody was answering and we thought, oh, did they think that the credit card bill is knocking on the door because of Christmas just happened? Can't pay, we'll take it away. (laughs) So in the end, we ended up going into um, a hairdresser's that was open, don't we? Um, And asked them if they knew who the van was. And lucky enough, the woman 
the nail technician, she had a client who lived up the side street and knew um, that the van owner lived up that bit. So she was contacting her client to let them know. <laughs> so, yeah. There you go. Good deed. Good deed. We are always on high alert when we're out running. High alert. We're always helping. We're always trying to put others before ourselves and make the world a better place. Oh, oh it's that's nice so that, nice. Weren't it? Weren't it nice Talking that? about making the world a better place, Tony Green was not feeling too great at the moment. It's one of the reasons why I may not be on the next this podcast or the next one. So we just want to say, we love you, Tony. We love you. Pause and breath, Tony G. You legend. <laughs> and now I feel like we should start talking about our topic. Oh, I enjoyed that. Me too. Yeah, really enjoyed <laughs> it. I feel like. We've just been sat on loose women. <laughs> and we've just been going for gold. We would be great on loose women. Oh, we and would. if anyone's listening, we, please invite us to be on the show. Yeah, I don't even know. Or any kind the, of TV. Who's on the panel anymore with loose women? I don't know. Is that, that oh, what's she called? Oh, not Jacqueline. It's something like that. And yeah, I've kind of, no, it's gone. It's gone. Colleen. Colleen might still be on it. I nearly said Hoover, but it's not her, Nolan. is it? Nolan. <laughs> Nolan sisters. Yeah, there's her. Um, Frankie. Frankie Bridge. she on it? I have no idea. I can't remember the last time I watched it. You know Frankie here. is, though, don't you? From Fra- the Saturdays. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah, Frankie from the Saturdays, I do know. Not personally, but I know of her. I, I would be surprised if you didn't know her personally, because you you're famous. I am you famous. famous. Let's pretend you were famous on Saturday. Oh my god, I was. So I was getting some hot pot, and this bird came up to me. She was like, "I feel like I'm meeting a celebrity." She went, "Cause I just see you all over LinkedIn." I was like, "Get in! You made it, babes. Made it. Made That's it. it. Bish, bash, bosh. But we're gonna let you know how candidates can. Oh make my it god, now. this is what a beautiful link. Yes, excellent transition. Yeah, this is what you need to do as a candidate. You need to stand out. Gone are the days where you just fire off an ad, an application to an advert that you've seen, and then that's it. You just carry on with your merry day, and you just, someone just rings you and goes, "Oh my god, you've applied. Let's get you in for an interview." It doesn't happen. I mean, people are not applying to jobs like they once were. No. So definitely apply. Because not as many people are applying than they used to pre-COVID. So you've got a better chance of that happening. Yes. But you have to do more. We're always talking about proactivity when it comes to recruitment. We're talking to businesses saying you need to be proactive and forward thinking and be ahead of the game. But that is no different for the candidates, no, is it, Cheryl? It's not. like we've, So candidates always think, oh, I'll just send the same CV to every Tom, Dick and Harry that no no you need to amend your cv you need to make it stand out for that job that you are applying for so in the normally with a cv at the top bit you have a little bit of a profile about yourself that is the part that somebody is going to read and go do you know what these people i like them i want to see them the rest of it they'll probably just have a little bit of a quick scan over but that's the part that captures attention so that is where you have to make your skills relevant to match the position that you're applying for and put something in that makes you stand out from the crowd about yourself boom yeah absolutely like don't put too much detail so you just need your name where you're based we don't need your full address we don't need your date of birth we need your telephone number and your email yes so it'd be like laura leyland 
and Chorley, my number, my email. That's it. If you can fit that on one line and then underneath, have an intro or a summary or a why you should. What would be really good is instead of summary section or introduction as a heading underlined, have some fun with it and it's like why you need me in your business or why you should hire me or why I am the perfect fit for this vacancy or this blah blah vacancy why I'm the one because immediately you've caught their attention yeah why I'm the one something different so like oh my all all CVs start the same with an intro or a summary about the candidate and usually they're very professionally written with corporate language about being dynamic and forward thinking um and um professional I'm a dynamic and forward-thinking professional with 20 plus years of experience in law boring oh my god it is boring you might be dynamic and forward-thinking professional with so much experience but you are more than that so capture people's attention like we're always talking on LinkedIn training the headline on your LinkedIn profile which is the bit underneath your photo shouldn't just have your job title it should give a bit of information about what you do and the impact that you have on people um, and we always liken it to headlines on newspapers like if headlines on newspapers are thought provoking they are attention yeah. grabbing and they make you want to go and find the story yeah. and they might not necessarily be totally relevant to the story but they've captured your attention it's done its job so the headline on your CV needs to do the same. You need to grab people's attention. They might have 50 to 100 CVs to read. And if they're all starting the same and yours is different, you are most likely going to be the first person they ring. Exactly, because that's it. You've stood out. You are shining bright and they don't want to speak to Belinda, who's got 20 years of experience. She loves working on computers. Her admin skills are fantastic. No, they don't no. want that. you got to shine bright like, like a, a diamond. diamond. <laughs> shine bright like a diamond. <laughs> Sorry, I really went to town there. Well, no, like... We read between the lines at Fresh. So if you apply to us and you've, you've attached an, up, an out-of-date CV or you've just not tailored it to the job that you've applied for, we and but we will still read your CV and we'll, if you look like you've got good skills, we'll still ring it. But some people will not. So we had a CV, I remember it, for one of our vacancies. So we are, obviously, we do recruitment. Our vacancies are called Talent Seekers. because that's the job title. But basically, it's recruitment delivery, uh, supporting candidates, finding them jobs, and account managing our customers. Just be a general, lovely person, helpful, supportive. <laughs> um, and they, the first line of CV is like, blah, blah, blah. Um, and now looking for my next career move in the finance industry. I'm like, oh. So, I, so then your thought process is either they've applied... It, by accident mm. or then that which is the better of the options because the next one is that they've just not bothered to change a cv or they're or they're applying for everything because they can't get a job in the finance sector yeah or they just want something to pay the bills for the time being and yeah. then they're gonna leave after a couple of months exactly once they find that you, finance no, job. no one wants to be a stepping stone no so then we rang it and now quite one of the very first questions was so I'm just a little confused as to why I've applied to this job because you've said on your CV that you want to work in the finance sector. We aren't work, we aren't finance. Like, oh, no, I, I, I did think I wanted to be and then I did a course uh, and I did some work experience and it's absolutely not for me, And I, which is fine. Yeah. But but they've not updated the CV. No, so you wouldn't have known that unless you picked the phone and up and And most people... Up. They won't. Wouldn't do that. Because the thing is, if a company themselves are hiring directly, they do not have the time to speak to, to everyone. So they are going to filter through. And if it turns around, if it was a job for the IT industry, finance came up, 
you just gone. Yeah. Whereas because we work in recruitment, it's our job to pick up the phone to find out more detail. And lucky enough, that's how that person managed to get that call. So yeah, I yeah, agree so with you. So yeah, you've got you have to tailor your CV and just make it interesting. Someone. Someone was born in Bermuda, um, and I, I do remember her name, but I'm not, obviously not going to say it on the podcast. And her first opening line was something about the Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> she doesn't want her application to get lost. <laughs> and I've never... This was years ago. I years and years. But I really liked it, and it has stuck in my head. It was the first line. I was born in Bermuda, blah, 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 blah Bermuda Triangle, hope this application doesn't get lost. Oh, I love that. Um, and, I, and I was like, you know what? Go on. You've stood out. You've caught my attention. I read a CV, and I booked a call in with her. That's brilliant. I, I love that. I think, I think on my CV as well, I think I put on there, like, my favourite saying. Um, and at the time, it was, um, what you see is what you get, and this is me in full effect. And I think I put that on my CV as well. But again, it's it's just, it's out of the norm. So it doesn't have to be, you don't have to think long and hard about it. It doesn't have to be something very quizzy. It's just something down to earth yeah. on a level. Yeah, just cut through the noise. If all adverts were the same for every single, I don't know, chocolate bar, car, holiday, company, you... Well, it would be really boring. So your CV is your advert. Yeah. We're always telling clients to make their adverts interesting and not all of them start with our client, a leader in the blah industry. That again, boring. boring. You need to use personality to stand out from the crowd. And so your CV is your advert. It shouldn't be too long, but it equally needs to have the right amount of information on there to pique someone's interest so that they want to know more. Yes. A bit like your dating profile. Oh, yeah. It's not chapter and verse, is it? You put some good photos on, you have a little... A, 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 bio about what kind of person you are what you're looking for um bit of information and it's, it's enough to want to tantalize someone to get in touch with you to swipe or match and then and then have a conversation with you that's what you want your cv to do i love that because <laughs> we always say recruitment is like it dating, is like dating. It's, it's about is. relationships yeah it's all relationships are key but your personality is what's going to do it more when you when you normally go out with someone they might be good looking, but if they've got a dry personality, you're like, nah, you're Looks all right. Looks only go so far. Exactly. It's the personality. It's people that make you laugh. It's people that make you interested. You've got to do the same when you're looking for a job. Okay, right. Cheryl, what's our five tips on CVs then before we move on to the next nugget? Okay, so five tips on CVs for me is um, make sure that uh, you keep it brief, but you have the right amount of information in that's that's for that job itself. So people always say, oh, keep your, pa- keep your CV two pages long. No, if you have got enough information on there that um, makes it, so it, you match that job position. So it could be a position from 10 years ago. Put it on there. Make sure it's the right jobs on there. Yeah, see, it's, um, it can be four pages, your CV. I wouldn't recommend anything longer, but two pages. If you've worked, you know, you've, you've got a decent amount of experience in the world of work, then you cannot keep it to two pages. And by doing so, you get rid of the detail, uh, which is the good stuff. So four, I would say, is fine. If, what well, we're at 2024, if you've got jobs on there from 1990, I'll take them off. Yeah. People are not really concerned with what you did more than 10 to 15 years ago, I don't think. No. Um, so contact details, put your contact details contact on your CV. Details. You would be 
amazed at how many people don't put the contact details oh, on. So many. Use bullet points. Add in your personality. Put your hobbies and interests on, and just just be you. Don't don't try to be a corporate professional version of yourself if that's not who you are. No, and I think as well when people on the CVs when they say about like what they like to do outside of work everybody puts the same thing on there. I like to go to the gym. Um, I like to watch TV. Socialising with friends. Socialising with friends. Yeah, it's all the same. If you have a standout hobby, put that on there. I had someone who played the ukulele. I'd never seen that before on a CV. Um, if you like knitting, there's nothing to be embarrassed about. Bang it on there. It's different. But- if you don't have hobbies that are different, if you do just like socialising with friends and going to the gym and walking that's your still dog, okay. that's fine. But you could then add on facts about yourself. So yeah. here's three random facts about myself. Yes. Um. You, you. This is where. This is where I would be if I wasn't working on a beach somewhere. My favorite cocktail. I would get a happy hour or favorite karaoke fa- song. Favorite karaoke song. I've got double jointed thumbs. I've got three pugs and I speak Spanish. No, it might not be interesting <laughs> to some people, but it might be. Oh no, I'd ring you. <laughs> I would ring you. So yeah. And then using your CV, you need to be on LinkedIn. If you're not on LinkedIn, you're missing a trick because. We will, can clients and recruiters will search for you on there and, and also people might Google you. So your social profiles will come up and what we want them to see is your LinkedIn profile because your Facebook isn't, is fine as long as you've not got anything on there that's violent or religious views or politics or anything like that. But your LinkedIn should have your experience on there as well, some skills, some posts that are all. So it's still a social profile. Uh, we love LinkedIn. Um, for those of, those of you that know us will know this. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a nice combination for you to share posts, share your personality, show your experience. It's almost like an enhanced CV for yeah. me, like an interactive version of your CV. Yeah, and you can do a recommendations as well. So people who you've worked with and stuff like that, if you've been a good um, team lead or um, if you've got managers and stuff like that, ask them to put recommendations on LinkedIn for you because then people have already seen your references. Yeah. So they're already like, this person sounds good because of that recommendation. Absolutely. And then um, engage in other people's posts with really, really well thought out, thought provoking um, information where you can keep, where you can showcase your personality and your experience and skills because people can see the comments. They can go into your comment section on your profile activity, see what you comment on other people's posts. If you post things about yourself and what you like doing or how you might have positively impacted a client or a, um, a colleague or whatever at work, again, they can see your post so they've got your experience, which is very similar to your CV. Mm-hmm. They can see how you engage with other people. They can see your own posts about what you do and your life and who you are. You might have your recommendations on there. And then one of the best things about... Um, LinkedIn is that you can look at where you want to work and go and connect with like hiring managers and yeah. directors, owners, HR people. Yeah, that's it. And then you like you can message people as well. You don't want to seem like like a little bit of a weird or just going straight in for the kill, but you can build relationships because again, that person might not be recruiting, but then they might know somebody who is actually hiring in the same industry. So it's always about who they know as well. But I always say with LinkedIn, when sending messages to people, it is about building that relationship if they're not connected with you straight away you've got to send an email again don't go straight in for the kill look try and find out a little bit about that person um in your subjects put some 
that stands out. So I'll put um, in my emails, um, I'll put knock knock, who's a... Because people open them because it's... <laughs> Laura's laughing at me, you know. <laughs> so, and I find that I have people who come back to me and then when I do finally go in, I'll say like, can you do me a flavour? Can you help a girl out? I'm not just going, can you help me find a job? I am looking for this job in this I know, industry. It is a bit different because you're not, you aren't looking for job. You're looking to help businesses. Yes. So what I would suggest is, what Cheryl's saying, absolutely right. Stand out, be yourself. Don't be, again, it's not dear sir or madam. No. I would be, I, I would absolutely, no, they wouldn't even use absolutely. Would, I'd be delighted to work for your company. And they might even use the word delighted. It's hard for me to be corporate. <laughs> and they'd be like, kind regards. I'm like, oh no. no. Don't write LinkedIn messages like that. So you, you connected with Michelle in HR. She's accepted. You send Michelle a message saying, lovely to be connected, Michelle. Um, how's your week going? Um, I just want, and then you could leave it at that, or you could say, "Do you know what? I'd absolutely love to work for the business." Yeah. Um, when will you next be recruiting? Yeah. So, um, but even people, what they'll do, they'll copy and paste the CV as the. the well, they don't the know you, like, text. "Hi, ma'am. Ma'am, uh, I'm um, John, and this is what I do." It, honestly, it's like a novel. Oh, it is, and it's too much, and if you just don't want to look at it. From no. that first opening, you don't want to look at it. So if recruiters don't want to look at it, employers are most definitely, definitely not, not going to look at it. All we've got to do is recruitment. HR, I've got loads of other stuff to do, for example. Um, and then you and Michelle are chatting. So a LinkedIn algorithm thinks that you know each other. And then if, when you post, it will show Michelle yeah. your post. When Michelle posts, maybe about a job. You will see it in your LinkedIn feed. Um, and, and if it's not right for you, or she posts about something else, some news about the business, engage on it, do a comment. She'll see you've been a little cheerleader. And she might remember you next time she's hiring and she may message you. She might not, but you've got more chance of her doing it by reaching out, being proactive. Yeah. Or if you've seen an advert, you've applied not heard back. Um, you can contact someone on LinkedIn and say, I've applied for an advert. Um, are you the are you the person to deal with this or can you point me in the right direction? Yeah. And then you can ring up, because what it's really good for, you can be like, right, I've applied for a job, I've not heard. Um, it's a sales position, so I reckon the sales manager might be a good person to, to go for if you didn't want to go to HR. So you could ring up and ask to be put through to the sales manager, but you're unlikely to get through to them. But if you went on LinkedIn, just put it, popped into search, you might think that John Smith is a sales manager. So then you ring up, mate, while you're there, drop John Smith a LinkedIn connection request, but then you ring up saying, can I speak to John Smith? And they might put you through, like, hiya, John, I've just seen a job advertised. I don't know if you're the right person, but uh, I'd absolutely love to be considered how to get involved. Yeah. And that is so powerful because people don't do it. You would really stand out for the crowd. Um, and if there are, is, if he's got 50 CVs to review, you've just jumped to the top of the queue. Yeah. He'll go about, and look for your CV. Yeah, it's about being proactive yeah. because that's what we're lacking these days. People are not proactive. It's like, um, I say it on the phone to people, uh, it used to be called job hunting, but now it's called job come to me. Because well, that's what people think. That's what but people it's not. think. But it's not. <laughs> Apply. 
be proactive, get yourself out there, pick the phone up, speak to the hiring managers. If not, find out who it is that you need to speak to. Put your foot down with a firm hand and grab the bull by the horns and go and get that job. Go and get it. Go and get what you want. Don't give up. If you get a rejection, keep going. Pick yourself up. Learn from it. If you get rejected, ask why. And if the feedback is constructive, use it. If it's not constructive and it's just mean, ignore it. Dust yourself off and keep going it is a fight for jobs at the moment it's a fight for talent as businesses because there's there's a lot going a lot of recruitment going on and there's not always enough talent that are there showing themselves um but there is there is a fight for the for the best jobs as well so you've got to get your gloves on (laughs) get all limbered up and get get out there and go for it you know if you don't get it that's okay. I There's know it's disappointing. More. Yeah, but learn from every rejection. Every time you don't get a job, learn as much as you can from that, that experience because next time you will be better. Whether it's interviewing or skills, experience, how you come across, how long you've been doing it, whatever it is. Um, and then you've got all this information that you can use to be even better. So next time you will get the job. Yeah, and if you do ask about um, what, what it was that the reason why I didn't get the job then that again that makes an impact because that person might recruit again in a few weeks more time that person might not have worked out that they've just hired so they're like do you know what this person said it didn't work because of this somebody who just picked on to post because of this experience but they might come back to you so again make sure that you never leave it on bad terms either yeah that's a really good tip because in, in the interview you should always ask questions um, go out with a pad and a pen that's one of my biggest tips make sure you know why you want to work for this company why it's going to be good for you why you'd be good at the job because you will get asked and go with questions because there's nothing more disappointing for as an interviewer when you ask if you've got any questions and they say no and so you've asked them that you've answered their questions in an interview you've asked your questions um, I would always suggest at the end when are you likely to hear back mm-hmm and also, what are there any reasons why you wouldn't pr- progress with me for this position? Uh, what reservations do you have? Because at that moment, if they've got one and they give it to you, you can potentially overcome it. They might say, well, well actually, we don't think you've got as much experience in this area. You'd be like, actually, we've not actually talked about that much in this interview, yeah. but I do have experience in this area. At uh, this place, we did this, no, no, no. And they'd be like, oh, right, okay. So you've overcome it. And if they say no, amazing. That means you're probably in with a good chance of a second interview, or maybe even an offer. But by asking for feedback as well, if you don't get the job, after the interview process they may say something similar to the reservation question they might say well actually we've gone with someone who has more experience in x and y and you're like oh my goodness we didn't talk about that in the interview i actually do have loads of experience in that and you never know it's a last ditch attempt mm. to say it didn't come up i didn't realize it which is why i didn't mention it in the interview but i do have experience of that um if you'd like if you'd like me to tell you about it and if they've got a second position or there's another position coming up sh- uh, you know soon that's very similar similar to the one you interviewed for then you might be at the top of that list um because it just you might interviews are you're not there for the forever you're there for a very small amount of time and there's only so much you can get get through and the interview whilst there's always a plan will kind of go from one topic to another naturally with the answers to questions and follow-on questions so not everything might get covered so that's why it's so important to ask for feedback and if you can get it and you can overcome it amazing and if not you can use it for next time such good words from laura though 
So full of wisdom. Oh, I do try. And then utilising the job boards properly. Um, we've not got time to go through that in detail now, but all of these things that we've talked about today, we actually do offer as a service for candidates. The £99 each is an hour on a Teams call, um, or if you are local, you can come to the office. So we do one on pimping your CV, one on harnessing LinkedIn for job searching, one on how to utilise the job boards effectively, like properly. We'll show you how to search, how to engage in how to really use them to your advantage and then the final one is interviewing like a boss with all of our tips tricks techniques question ideas um anything like that so you can have them all um if you want or you could just pick one or a few and they are 99 pounds um for an hour so we can help with anything so if you've been furiously taking notes through this podcast which we hope you have um we can help with any follow-on sessions or if it's utilising job boards that you wanted uh, advice on and we haven't given you that because we've run out of time, then please get in touch with me or Cheryl or Vicky on LinkedIn. So that's Cheryl Ashcroft, Laura Leyland and Vicky Taylor or Google Fresh Perspective Resourcing. Give us a ring, drop us an email. We love helping people. We do. We want to hear from you. Yes, pick the phone up, get in touch. We will help you the best that we can. Yeah, and we'll have a laugh along the way and it'll just be a nice and enjoyable process. And you never know, we might have a job that one of our vacancies might suit you, whether it's for one of our clients or it's here at Fresh. You never know, so do reach out to us and uh, be a friend of Fresh. Yeah, follow, engage, like, comment. Subscribe, all that jazz. You'll find us on all social media platforms. Um, But if you like this podcast, please follow us, leave a review and um, come back next week. Yay! Have you got anything else to add, Sherelle? No, just thanks for listening, guys. You've been wonderful. See you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to a Fresh Perspective on Business podcast. Please make sure you subscribe to us. And don't forget to follow us and leave us a five-star rating or review. You can also find us on YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. God, we are everywhere. And our website address is www.fp-resourcing.co.uk. And that's a wrap. Bye. Bye.